one. All right, welcome to the Gridiron Stud Show Recruiting School Edition, where I educate you on the game of recruiting. Here to put you down on the inside game of how it is that you get offers, get recruited, and ultimately end up at the right school for you in the game of college football recruiting. So if you're here, you congratulations to you. First of all, you've put yourself ahead of the next man and many others in the game of recruiting because you're educated. It has a lot to do with what goes on in your head. The major topic we're talking about here today is use your brain to win in the recruiting game. We're going to talk about the ways that you can use what's between your heads, and I'm not just talking about academically, all right? That is already a given. Got to have some grades. You know this, you know this, you know this. But you uh, are going to use your brain in a way that you may not have thought of before to put yourself ahead in the recruiting game and secure yourself a scholarship. Very, very important topic. We're going to talk about that today at the bottom end of the show. But first, let's take care of a little business. You guys, if you're out there on Twitter, follow me on Twitter, at Gridiron Studs. You go by the same name on Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, first of all, I don't even, let me not go there. Listen, if you're on Instagram, you should be following me, at Gridiron Studs. Definitely, if you're a prospect, you should be doing that, following me, uh, at Gridiron Studs on Instagram. And the same on TikTok. I'm dropping nuggets. I, absolutely, I love TikTok, too, by the way. All right. Love it. Love it. Love it. If you're on there, follow me there as well. Also at Gridiron Studs and YouTube. That's my major thing right now. YouTube. Follow me there. YouTube.com forward slash C Wilson 91. Also, check out my latest recruiting video while you're there. Okay, And it's entitled You're Too Short to Go D1. So all of you guys that are undersized in terms of height for your position. And there are many of you out there that are. If you're a parent of someone who's been considered that this is the video for you to watch. So head on over to uh, my YouTube channel again, youtube.com forward slash cwilson91, and check out the video, You're Too Short to Go D1. And then finally, download the Gridiron Studs app. You should have done that already, but if this is the first time that you're hearing that, you're going to get a pass. But it's available on the App Store or Google Play Store. Download the app, create a profile. I have college coaches and college football fans following there looking for prospects um, left and right. And before you poo-poo, for lack of a better term, the fact that fans are on there, because sometimes fans can wear you out, also fans can get you notoriety. Believe it or not, fans will put you out there and coaches will find that, okay? A fan makes enough noise. Fans making it, listen, I would, there's some fans listening to this. And while I hate to give them that power, the, the, it's true, F- fans really run college football Fans have the power to get a coach fired. So if the if the fans have the power to get a coach fired, if enough of them band together to make no noise to get a coach fired, they definitely can get a recruit discovered. All right. So um, whether you're four star, five star, no star, no offers, or you've got 30, 40 offers, you should be on the Gridiron Studs app. Matter of fact, every high school football player should be on the Gridiron Studs app. Just like every high school just about has huddle every. High school football players should be on the Gridiron Studs app. So head over to the Google Play or App Store right now. Type in Gridiron Studs, download the app, create a profile, and keep it updated. College football coaches and fans are looking for you right now. So BC. All right. Oh, topics we're going to hit today. NCAA extends the dead period. No surprise there. We talked about it, I believe, in our last show. Unfortunate, but what does that mean for you? Um, 247 Sports has come out with their top 10 teams to make noise in 2021. I find some of them to be funny. Um, we'll talk about that. Deion Sanders wins the opener at Jackson State. 
but loses his possessions in the process. We'll talk about that. And uh, you guys have probably all seen it, or if you haven't seen it, you've heard about it. Cam Newton gets into it with a seven-on-seven camper. We will discuss that here on the show today. But uh, again, make sure you go follow me on all those platforms and download that Gridiron Studs app. Let's jump into this. It's the NCAA um, extending the dead period now to uh, May 31st. It is, uh, again, no surprise. I alerted you guys to this possibly happening. Um, I, you know, I wish they wouldn't, but, you know, the NCAA is erring on the side of caution with COVID-19 still being out there, still being a part of our everyday life, people still catching it, people still dying from it. Um, you know, obviously we can be mad about the NCAA doing this because it is affecting most likely the folks listening to this program in one way or another. Um, but we do also got to understand that there are people who are losing their lives over this. So the NCAA is going to err on the side of caution. They don't want people catching this. They don't want to be sued later on. Okay, let's just be honest about it. They're not trying to get sued later on for anyone who was out there and caught COVID-19. Now, of course, if they lift the dead period, it would be up to the individual schools if they are to go out there and recruit in person. But let's just be honest about that whole situation. If you lift the dead period and it's so competitive out there, if one school is visiting, then two schools are visiting and four schools are visiting, then everyone has to visit. You can't be a top school trying to get the best recruits and you're sitting at home while your closest competitor is is out hitting the schools, okay? You can't be Georgia saying, ah, we're not going to go out there if Alabama's out there. You can't be Miami saying, we're not going to go out there if Clemson is out there. You can't be Michigan saying, we're not going to go do the in-home and we're not going to do the in-person visits at the school if Ohio State is out there. I think we know how this works. So they have taken that decision out of the hands of the individual athletic departments um, by extending the May 31st, extending the May 31st a dead period. By the way, Division two and three don't have this. Go figure on that one. However, um, one difference with them extending the dead period this time is that they have scheduled a meeting um, to discuss a return to in-person visits. With this extended dead period to May 31st, it now makes it some 14 months since college football coaches at the Division I level have been able to meet with players in person off campus. Now, meeting on campus is still a thing. You can still have um, some visits there. So you can be met on campus. But so far as going to your practices or going to any events or going to games... None of that's going to happen uh, for at least until May 31st. That's the current story here. So what do we do? Touched on this some on the last show. If you didn't hear it, or even if you did, it bears repeating. Guys, getting film out there of anything that you're doing football-wise is now on the table. If you're out there playing seven on seven or your kid is out there playing seven on seven and you're out there, don't just be out there, parents. Film. They need film. Great catch, great defense, great throw. Everything is on the table. They'll evaluate everything at this point. Everything matters. It's now super competitive. Film workouts, film seven on seven events, film track meets, video, video, video. 
If there's one thing we've learned in this COVID-19 crisis is that video has taken ultra importance. It was important before. It's even more important now. Everything is done. There's, we're doing classrooms by Zoom now. Some of them have been a disaster and uh, provided, you know, um, entertaining content, comedic content. But that's besides the point. We're doing a lot of things by Zoom. We're doing things by video. A lot of evaluating is going remote. Uh, remote so put everything on the table. Get content. You know, if you were trying to get followers on any of your social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, whatever you think you would need to do to do that, that's how you're going to need to promote yourself as a prospect. So I can't say it enough. Film what you've got going on. And I tell guys this all the time that are using the Gridiron Studs app. You have the ability to add videos to your profile on the app. Get content on there. You know, if you're a strong guy, if you could bench 225 a whole bunch of times, or if you can max 300 and something pounds, 400 pounds, you got a really good power clean or a squat, show your dedication to the weight room because that's what you're going to need at the next level. Film it. Put it out there. Get it on the Gridiron Studs app profile. Put it on your Twitter. Put it on Instagram. You never know what's going to go viral. I'm from that Gary V school of just put out their content. Let the people decide what is um, worth watching what they think is funny, entertaining, educational, whatever. Let them decide. You may think it's silly, stupid, whatever. Some of the most viral things that have come out of any of my accounts, whether it's YouTube uh, or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, have been things that I did, just didn't think would catch traction. So it's, you know, it's really not up to me to decide what people like. They decide it. Just put it out there. All right? Having said that, let's not throw out things that were obviously, you know, that are obvious you're not very good at. You know, if you're going to take off 225, get one rep, and then it's going to collapse on your chest, I probably wouldn't put that out there. Use, use common sense in this thing. Please. And I hope common sense is common. But the, the, the moral of the story here is the NCAA has extended the dead period to May 31st. You guys out there trying to get recruited are going to have to get more creative. And I'm not just talking to class of 2022. You 2023 guys, 24 guys, 25 guys, if you've got something that's exceptional, elite, upper end, get it out there. Film it, get it out there. I showed on my TikTok account, Quinn Ewers throwing a ball 70 yards as a sophomore. It turned people's heads. And it may have started all of the talk about him. Because, you know, a coach might see that. They might see a 70-yard throw and say, hey, you know what? Let's take a look at this kid's highlight video. Let's look into this kid. That's how it starts. I can't tell you how many times a guy was at a 7-on-7, made a one-hand catch, looked super athletic doing it, and um, fans took to it and coaches said, hey, let's take a look at and Let's take a better look into this kid let's see what his high school highlight video looks like let's take a look at some games let's call his coach who is this kid a seven on seven highlight video you showed your athleticism we're in that world now one clip one clip gets you put on the board and then they'll take a closer look now you know you got to have some substance beyond that but for you guys out there that are really good players that aren't being seen, that haven't been heard from, 
you're hiding in the woods, you're tucked away somewhere. It might just be that one clip where you're doing something elite that catches someone uh, catches someone's eye. May not be a coach at first. The fans, the ones you, you guys may not want to engage with too much, might help that thing go viral. And when it goes viral, it's going to land in in front of a coach, a, a decision maker. And they'll push that thing out there, and the right person will see it. They'll take a look into the rest of you, and if the rest of you is offer worthy, here comes the offer. That's how that rolls. All right, so that's the story. Get it on wax, as I like to say. Film. Seven-on-seven workouts, running, track, other sports, Um, just even, you know, physical feats that you happen to be elite at, that you know, not most other people can do. Anything that you think is Division One worthy. All right, moving on to the next thing here. 247 Sports has put out their top 10 teams to make noise in 2021. Let me just run through these right quick. Some I have opinions on, others not so much. Arizona State seems legit. Herm Edwards has done a good job out there. He's put together a good staff. They've, begin, they've, they've been solid. I'm itching for some Pac-12 team to step up and do something. USC just had a good recruiting class. Hopefully, maybe they're back. Oregon is solid. Hopefully, they can make some noise. If Arizona State wants to jump in there and get into the fray and make the conference as a whole even more competitive, I'm all for it. And if they've got them at number one, that's a good thing. So, you know, kudos to Arizona State. Hope that goes. From what I've seen, they're worthy of being on this list, whether or not they're number one. Open for debate. Auburn, why? Auburn's on a brand new coach, a coach who's a brand new coach. And they underachieved the last few years. What is going to be so different and great in year one for Auburn that makes someone say that? They do this all every year. Why are people so itching for Auburn to be great? Let them get there first. Everyone is in search for 2010 Auburn. Yes, 11 years ago. Don't put this kind of pressure on the new coach and that Auburn team. For God's sakes, why they're number two on the list? Cut it out, 247 Sports. Boise State don't really have uh, an opinion on them. Always a solid program. Always seem to be in the mix. Why they would make any more noise this year than uh, you know any other year, I have no idea. Boston College, okay. If you're looking for a dark horse, I guess. But again, why is Boston College going to color outside of the lines from anything they've done in the past? Boston College is just your solid 7-5, and 8-4 and four team. Why are they suddenly going to make a noise for Boston College would be 9-3, 10-2. I don't know where I see that. You're still in the ACC. There's still a bunch of teams there, I think, that at the end of the day are better than you. So where is that going to come from? I have no idea figure that out. Nevada don't have much of opinion. Northwestern, they made noise last year. Now the pressure's on. Now people are looking at them. By the way, Northwestern is six on this list. It's going to be a different game for Northwestern now. It's fun to sneak up or come out of the shadows or hide in the shadows and come out of nowhere. Northwestern played in a Big Ten championship game last year. There'll be look people will be looking for them. It's going to be a whole different ball game for Northwestern. Not sure they should be a team on this list. There's so many teams out there. Why are they on this list? Ole Miss, what's, what? They're still not playing defense in Ole Miss. Yes, Lane Kiffin is a genius play caller. But he's lost a major tool in Elijah Moore. 
Does he have some other pieces there? Yeah, but Elijah Moore is a guy that they could do so much with. And he was a weapon against teams. Even in games where he didn't go off, the fact that you had to account for him and attribute and allocate defensive players to what he was doing made those other guys great. Now he's gone. And you know what? Ole Miss still doesn't play defense. Why are they on this list? Don't know. Penn State would make sense. A down year for Penn State last year. They have a good coach, good program. Um, I agree with them being on this list. Nine UAB haven't been paying attention, to be honest. If they're on this list, somebody knows something. It'd be nice for UAB football. It'd be a nice story for UAB football, who got canceled a few years ago, to uh, be back in some kind of a big way. I know all about canceled football teams and canceled football programs. I played for Long Beach State in the early 90s. Our program got canceled after the 1991 season. Did we end up on a top 10 list after that? No. Program has not played football since the day I walked out of there in 1991. 30 years later. I almost said 20. 30 years later, no ball being played there. So kudos to UAB. Washington, always a solid program. Again, I'm down for any Pac-12 team that wants to bring it and return that conference to some sort of um, consciousness in the college football game. I'm all for it. So God bless if Washington jumps back in this thing. Moving along, Deion Sanders has uh, entered the college football game, does so uh, with an HBCU team, which is great. Love to see all the attention being brought back to HBCUs. When I was growing up, HBCUs weren't necessarily making noise in college football, but they were certainly sending big-time talent to the NFL. A lot of Hall of Famers came from HBCUs, so if Dion is uh, instrumental in bringing some more attention back and returning things to the HBCUs, that would be great. It'd be a nice story for college football. He kicks things off right. By putting a foot in Edward Waters, not the stiffest of first games, but hell, we don't say that when Alabama or uh, Florida or Georgia heads out and plays a directional school in week one. So I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. But, you know, a nice debut for Deion Sanders, 53 nothing over Edward Waters. Troy Aikman was in attendance. He got Gatorade bath. Good deal for, for Deion Sanders, one of the guys I really followed, one of my young idols uh, when I was a kid. Um, so good to see him get the win there. Now, on the unfortunate side, when Dion returned to the locker room, his personal items were missing. Credit card, cell phone, etc. He did say, luckily, he had his chains on. And if you know Dion, that should come as no surprise. Going to keep those gold links around his neck. So he didn't lose those. Um, the items were momentarily stolen. Now, there's some, you know... Um, miscommunication let me not even say that because Dion doesn't want to call it a miscommunication there is a uh, misrepresentation of what happened there the school obviously wanting to keep things down athletic director etc is saying that the items were misplaced Dion says no they were stolen his assistant walked in on the crime being committed Um, they were moved from a zipped bag that he had moved elsewhere and they were recovered later So all's well that ends well, I guess. But with the first victory comes the first sign of tension with uh, prime and administration there. We'll 
film at 11 will it's a developing situation we'll keep continue to keep our eyes on that but uh, i'm all for kudos to dion for winning that opener in rousing fashion i don't know the last time jackson state won a game like that so we'll see what the next game brings as they open up conference schedule it's only a seven game schedule here in the spring they got mississippi valley state next we'll see what they got for them there i do think dion will be a success at jackson state there are enough resources he has enough um he knows enough football. There's enough organization for uh, Prime to do his thing there. So I would expect for him to be some sort of a success there. How the public out at large would measure success? Does he need to be undefeated for them to be happy? I don't know. Me personally, I think he'll be successful, and I'm not calling an undefeated season success. Just let Jackson State be better, a better version of what they were. That's all I need. And I think that's what the rest of everyone else should need as well. All right, Cam Newton gets into it with a camper at a 7-on-7 event. Listen, I've been to 7-on-7 events where Cam Newton was in attendance. I coached in a game against Cam Newton's team. Um, There was some, you know, playful jawing back and forth. I did see some more tense um jawing back and forth with cam newton and others and you know players are on our team etc etc it was playful though what i didn't like about this was the disrespect from the camper who has since apologized and i wish i had the audio for you you know don't we're on radio here i'm doing a podcast so you know can't do the video thing but um to summarize it the camper was disrespectful and what i've noticed in this day and age and i'm not I don't want to belabor this, but um, individuals in the social media world will gain a certain amount of attention, clout, etc., likes. They'll go viral by being disrespectful. Not just disrespectful, but disrespectful to celebrities, um, whether that be actors, actresses, uh, athletes, etc. It's a thing now. People gain acceptance from other normal folk. People unhappy with their lives seem to take delight in celebrities who have achieved and put in and sacrificed and reached a certain level. Um, They seem to take delight in them falling. And it's because they themselves have not had the courage, the fortitude, or been able to make the sacrifice to achieve so they would like it, excuse me, if others would in fact fall on their face as well. They love that kind of stuff. One thing I learned about fans, they love to build you up and then they love to take you down. It's a beautiful thing for them. They have all the fun with riding you up and all the fun with taking you back down. I swear there's no loyalty anywhere in sports. No loyalty from management, no loyalty from players, no loyalty from fans. It's just... Every man for himself. Everyone is looking to get what they can out of it. And in the case of this camper, thought he would go viral, which he did by being disrespectful to an NFL player. Listen, in my day, if an NFL player took his time out to talk to you, spend time around you, that was something to be beholden. It was gold. And I think for this kid, if Cam Newton, who played in a Super Bowl, and has been a big-time player, whether he was or not. He's an NFL football player. Took the time to talk to you at an event. I would think you'd want to be 
way more respectful than this. And whether the kid came to that conclusion himself or, you know, some adults around him, whether it be a coach, parent, etc., got to him and said, hey, man, I think you should apologize here. You look bad. You may want to clean this up. It's not a good look for you. Um, the kid did post an apology via the Notes app, which has typically been, you know, exclusively for decommitting from, uh, you know, from a school. Kid used a Notes app and uh, made a post today um, apologizing for his actions in that back and forth. You can go find it. Go ahead and Google it, or, or you can go on Twitter um, and put it in there, and you could find exactly what he said. So I'm going to give him at least credit for doing that. A lot of um, people, kids, etc., that find themselves in that situation won't even do that. So um, the bar has been set a little lower. The kid said what he said. He was disrespectful. There were some things said there that it, you know probably shouldn't have been said. Let me not even say probably should not have been said by the kid. Um, on the flip side. Though for Cam Newton, man, you can't even allow people to have that kind of access to you, whether it's access to, you know, to your emotions like that. But Cam is emotional like that. He can get that way at times. I would have preferred to have seen him just brush that off. Kid starts getting disrespectful for that. Shut down the conversation. Move on. Hey, you know, you know, your parents should have done a better job or you should know better, kid, and just move the hell on. Not get into a back and forth. But I understand where Cam came from. I guess he saw a need. I guess he saw an opening. This is a chance to try and help out a kid who, you know, may be talented but mentally might need a little something. Because Cam saw where maybe this kid needed a little guidance and wasn't getting it from somewhere. His high school coach or 7-on-7 coach decided to jump in there. It looked like he was trying to defend him. Hey, coach, you know what? Focus on your player. Don't be coming at Cam. If you are the mentor, if you're the one standing in place for maybe a little void or gap in parenting, you know what? Focus on that kid. Because that's what Cam was trying to do at the end. I don't know if you guys saw both clips or heard both clips. After all of the fire, you know, died down, Cam was trying to talk to the kid and come to an understanding and provide a little bit of wisdom for him. Um, And I, you know, I'm not so sure the kid was receiving it at the time. Maybe in hindsight, he thought about it and said, hey, you know what? It was kind of awesome for me to be talking to Cam Newton and for him to be trying to provide me with this wisdom. So um, let me not continue on the course that I am. And he tried to try to fix it. And so hopefully all is well that ends well. So that's the story on that. I just think kids in this day and age need to understand where they are. Understand that you're a kid. That's an adult, first of all. Second of, second of all, you are in the process of trying to get to where that man is. Whatever you think of Cam Newton's season that just passed or what he is as a player now, understand that he has been damn near as high as you can be. He played in a Super Bowl. He's been a league MVP. He's won a national championship. These are all things I'm sure that player aspires to be. So when you are in that situation, I'd be more in listen mode than talking mode. He called Cam trash. Said he's going to be a free agent and that he'll be broke. Maybe he thought he was talking to another player in a 7-on-7. He must have lost his mind. Those just aren't the things that you want to say to Cam Newton when you meet him. Whether you're a Cam Newton fan or not. But 
Again, at the end of the day, he did apologize. Hopefully, it's genuine. All right, time now for our segment where I do a player promo. Someone from the Gridiron Studs app that I've been impressed with. Listen, I've seen so many videos, so many impressive athletes that are out there, guys who are not... Um, yet been seen, don't have much traction, maybe don't have any offer schools, haven't seen them yet. That's why I created the app because being down here in South Florida, there's a ton of talent here and guys who just don't get seen but are solid, great football players. I am more than happy to be able to provide a product like the Gridiron Studs app that allows players from not just South Florida but all over the country to be seen. And from uh, quite often I will see players that are worthy of talk, hype, um, offers, etc., come across, and I just wanted to highlight highlight one of those today. Today, I'm going to highlight Keith Rockwell from Gilmer High School in Texas. Um, thinking back, not too long ago, uh, you know, back in back in my day, I hate to say that makes me sound like an old man, but not too long ago, Timex watches, which I don't even know if people wear anymore, but they had a campaign. Uh, and the slogan was Timex watch. It takes a licking and keeps on ticking. Now, I don't quite remember why your watch needed to survive a beating. I don't quite remember what was going on with people then, but it was a selling point. And the slogan reminds me of Keith Rockwell from Gilmer High School in Texas. Rockwell is a 223 prospect going to be going into his junior year this year. He is well put together. He's not one to shy away from contact. Um, If you're standing around on the football field when he comes through, he's going to invite you to some kind of contact. And at 5'10", 200 pounds, as a sophomore, he's built for the padded action. Routinely on his highlight video, you'll see him run through defenders either with a pad, a helmet, or he's got a serious stiff arm. His well-developed thighs make a low tackle less than ideal for oncoming defenders especially DBs that might want to go low, but he's thick down there. So he'll bounce off when you arrive. He has a squad of 450 pounds, which is impressive for a sophomore, and with two or more years left in a high school weight room, if he stays on the program, he could walk out of you know high school with a diploma and a 600-pound squat. That's impressive. I don't care who you are, what position you play. What I also like about back a back this size is, along with the power, he also has a soft pair of hands. And we all know that it's a passing game now. Running backs got to be involved in the passing game. You got to be able to catch balls out of the backfield. And um, he's shown the ability to do that. He's shown the ability to leak out of the backfield, uh, backfield snag a pass, um, and you know run through the secondary with ease. And like I said, football is becoming more and more of a passing game. When you have a back like this, being able to work his way into the passing attack, it makes him that much more valuable. So I'm certainly eager to see how this sophomore progresses through the next two seasons coming at him. If you're a coach or a fan watching this, get on the Gridiron Studs app. Find Keith Rockwell. I think you'll like what you see. And um, I'm, just, I'm sure there are more great things that are ready to come along. All right, but let's move on to our main topic here today. And again, that is using our brain to win in the recruiting game. And again, as I said in the opening, some of you think that's going to be just a strictly academic thing. That goes without saying. You guys got to get it done in a classroom. You got to win in English. You got to win in math. You got to win in history. You got to win in science. You got to do that. 
I'm not going to belabor on that. I might talk about that at some later point. You guys know that. When I talk about using your brain in the recruiting game, I'm talking about having some self-awareness. If you learned about one thing in listening to the podcast or you've been on my blog, if you've learned one thing about recruiting, it's that self-awareness can be your biggest asset or it can be your biggest weakness. Failing to have it will undoubtedly lead to you making a series of bad decisions that will likely turn your college football career, if you even have one, into a nightmare. And I'm talking about portal time, and a lot of guys are getting stuck in that portal. In that same vein, today's discussion in this blog post is directly related to having good self-awareness. Football is a sport where quitting is frowned upon. We all know that. A never-say-die attitude is needed in training and certainly on Friday nights when things aren't going your way. It's a strong life lesson that every football player should stuff in their pocket and carry with them. However, there's quitting and then there's staring yourself in the right direction. When recruiting starts for a high school football player, whether it's the actual offers or the desires to obtain offers, everyone has their favorite school. Everyone does. The school you rooted for growing up. Everyone starts off wanting to play big-time football, and why not? It's what you saw on TV. Growing, growing up, you may have dreamed of playing on TV in the big games that you saw on CBS or ABC or ESPN. I did that as well. To you, that's college football. But in reality, college football is much more than that. College football is also Yale versus Harvard, North Dakota State versus Georgia Southern, and Mount Union versus Wisconsin Whitewater. In other words, on college campuses across America, on a Saturday in the fall, football is being played. Just because Lee Corso, Kirk Herbstreet, and friends are not at your school putting on mascot hats in pregame doesn't mean it's not college football. I'm here to tell you that you can enjoy a college football experience at Grambling just as much or even more than you do an experience at Clemson. In the beginning of your college football scholarship journey, it's fine to pursue the big-name schools that everyone's gunning for. However, it's important that you know when the gig is up. And it's time to set your sights on a different set of schools. Even if you're being pursued by Power 5 schools, but not necessarily by the ones you had in mind, it's time to know when to fold them and get focused on the ones you really want. Every recruiting cycle is filled with guys who force the issue by pursuing the big-time schools too long or waiting too long to get the proper attention from their all-time favorite. You may be doing that right now. What results is being left at the altar by all schools or a decision being made to go to a school that doesn't really want you and you're not a good fit for. So how do we avoid this? First and foremost, you're going to need that all-important thing, self-awareness. Be honest about your current skill level. Be honest about your attributes and ability to contribute. It's okay to believe in your potential, but realize that potential doesn't last long when you arrive on college campus. Over the last couple of decades, the speed at which players move through a college program has escalated at a blinding pace. Listen to me here. Whether it's been more and more players declaring early, dropping out, or hitting the transfer portal, things happen quickly for athletes in college football programs. You know what else happens quickly? Recruitment of your replacement. Even when you're great. Coaches are looking for replacement after year one. They figure you'll be leaving in another year and a half. Sometimes they get your replacement on campus, you get an injury, and there goes your replacement and they're doing things to make them forget you. This happens more than you may think. 
With things happening at a more rapid pace, your decision must come quicker and be more precise. High school football players who recognize early where they stand in the whole recruiting puzzle are the ones who land the limited amount of scholarships that are available. And they're less available now because of the pandemic, because of the transfer portal. Please listen to me here. All right. With that in mind, here are some tips to help you realize where you stand. First, honestly assess what kind of interest the schools you're interested in are showing you. You got to be honest about that. If you've been playing varsity football for over a year and you have not received an offer from those top tier schools, start thinking about the level or two below that. If you've completed two varsity seasons, sophomore and junior, and those schools have not offered, then it's time to get serious about smaller D1s and D2s. Secure your place. If you happen to blow up as a senior and they come calling, then you can take a look at the situation then. It still may not be in your best interest to accept the offer. Power 5 football programs try to sew up their recruiting classes by the end of the players' junior seasons for the following season. This often means that they become actively, they start actively pursuing the prospect a year or two before that, sometimes even more. Second, assess your physical attributes and compare them to the players that are highly recruited. I have a blog post, I have an article on my blog called Recruiting Like Beauty Contest has a lot to do with looks. And if you've read that, then you know programs are really recruiting primarily off of physical dimensions and physical traits. College football programs want height, they want weight, they want speed. At the end of the day, that's what they feel wins for them. Where do you stack up in that department compared to the highly recruited guys, or at least the guys that are being recruited to the school that you want to go to? Go take a stroll through Rivals or 247 Sports, or you know, go look at the top 100 for your class. Do you measure up to the prospects favorably in those areas? If you do, then you may stand a reasonable chance of being recruited if you're willing to put in the work. If you do not, then realize you're facing an uphill battle if your growth gets stagnant. You may turn out to be an awesome high school football player, but just don't meet these requirements similar to not having the necessary SAT score to be accepted to Yale. Start making a plan to court the attention of the schools at a lower level. You'll thank me later. Third, take a serious look at how much you've played. Experience in life is an important factor. Having it certainly helps. Going about getting it can be tricky. Those who are savvy about it tend to be the ones who prosper. If you lack the physical attributes and you don't have much experience playing, you 100% need to set your eyes on lower level D1, D2, and D3 football. It is what it is, as they say. Go where you can play. Gain the experience and have a career. If you have the physical attributes but you have not played much for some reason, then you can consider things like junior college. You know, junior colleges can allow you to gain experience, up your skills, and catch a big school's eye with your physical attributes. Whatever the case may be, make the assessment quickly, preferably by your junior year. Finally, and this is mostly for the players who do obtain Division I or even Power Five offers. If you're not the ideal height or weight, go through the history of the school you're considering. Have they had success with a player like you before? For instance, has the school you're looking at had a successful 5'9 slot wide receiver like yourself? If so, then we'll, we'll likely have more patience bringing you along if you remind them of someone else that worked out. However, if they haven't, they've never had a player like you, 
and you aren't good early, they'll be really quick to replace you with someone more ideal. Forcing yourself into the round hole when you're square can be very painful. It's cool to get an offer from your dream school, but going there isn't always the best thing for you. Sometimes in a recruiting game, as in life, the deck is stacked against you. What matters most is how you handle it. You can cry about it, get frustrated, and force yourself into a bad decision that can leave you busted emotionally. Or you can quickly assess the hand that has been dealt to you and make the wise play by changing course. There was a great country singer by the name of Kenny Rogers. He had a song, and in the song, it said, you got to know when to fold them. It was the title of the song. And yes, you want to go D1. Yes, you want to go to Power 5 school. Yes, you want to go to that school you dreamed of. But if you don't meet those requirements, if you're not a priority for them, you got to do what Kenny Rogers said. You got to know when to fold them and move on and secure a scholarship from somewhere else that's more interested in you, that's more likely for you. Get that bird in your hand. And like I said, if if the school you've been dreaming about comes along later and offers you, you can assess it at that time. And just because they offered you doesn't mean you got to take it. It might not be in your best interest. You don't want your dream school to turn into a nightmare. It would be terrible for you to go to your dream school and you're treated poorly, you never play, etc., and you walk out of there hating it. You can go to another school, have a great time, and that dream school can still be a school that you're fond of. Um, and then, you know, you're honest with yourself and say, I just didn't meet those requirements. But you know what? I went to this other school. I balled out and had a really great experience. Hey, maybe even I went to the NFL as well. And you can tell that story when you're on with, when you're on ESPN one day or after a game or whatever. It might make for a good story. Hey, you know, I really, really wanted to go to USC, but instead, I went to San Jose State, had a great career there, got drafted in the NFL, did very well, and uh, that was USC's loss. Makes for a great story. All right, so I hope you guys got where I'm coming from here. Self-awareness, self-awareness, self-awareness. Not a lot of guys have it in high school. It's very difficult for teenagers, people in their high school years where they're not sure about themselves yet and they're being evaluated on a daily basis and they're scared of being, of uh, not measuring up or looking goofy, etc., etc., etc. It's very difficult for them to be honest about who they are. I know that. I was a teenager once. I don't, you know, I wasn't born this age. But I'm telling you, in the recruiting game, if you want to win this thing, and it is a bit of a game and you want to be happy with your decision down the road you're going to have to lower your ego have some self-awareness and make the right decision for you because it is too important of a decision right now it's just really something that i want to get along to you guys and when someone is being honest to you with you about your your skills man don't always throw it away yes it's good to have confidence but listen in there too be honest about it it's better for you to go to a smaller school and kill it and tear it up and rewrite the record books and get a couple of all-conference honors than to stew on the bench at a Power 5 school until your fifth year and they throw you in there 
at the end of games or you start just your senior year and you have an okay career because you don't have any playing experience if your goals were to play in the nfl that's gonna hurt um and you know listen only a small handful of people make it to the nfl you want to be able to look back at your college career with a certain amount of pride just because there are not 60,000 people in the stands doesn't mean it's not a great experience. If there are 20,000 people in the stands and you're at a small school and everyone knows your name, um, life can be grand. I'm here to tell you that. You can have a really, really good experience. You can make friends for a lifetime. And it's not just Clemson and Alabama and USC and Texas and Ohio State and Michigan and Florida. and my. It's not all those schools are the only ones where you can have a good college football experience. Trust me on that. All right, so I hope you guys got that message. Once again, I want you guys to follow me on all the social media platforms. It's at Gridiron Studs, whether you're on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, at Gridiron Studs. Follow me on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash cwilson91. A lot of great information there on college football recruiting, as well as making a highlight tape that'll be seen and getting offers. And then finally, download the Gridiron Studs app, Google Play Store or App Store. Type in Gridiron Studs, download it right now and uh, get yourself a profile and get to updating it and get yourself out there it's important to be seen you need exposure all right so thank you guys for listening if you have any questions on this and wherever you may saw may have seen this whether it's on facebook or twitter if that's how you found it um, feel free to drop a comment there i will see it if you're listening to me on anchor there is a good thing here where you can click on voice message and you can leave a voice message i'll hear those i may play some of those um, on a future episode on the next week's episode so uh, feel free to do that as well all right you guys thanks again once again for listening and until next week gridiron studs be seen hey listen up loyal gridiron stud show fans there are apps and then there are apps forget all the social media time wasters I'm talking about an app that can actually put money in your pocket. I'm talking about Acorns. Ask any successful multimillionaire or billionaire about wealth, and they will sing the praises of compound interest. When you download the Acorns app and open an account, you can instantly start putting a little compound interest in your life. Acorns sets you up with the ability to make money off of the spare change in your bank account through the use of roundups from your debit card purchases. You can also set a monthly contribution to your investment account that allows you to earn interest while you sleep. Simply set the type of investment portfolio that you want, whether that is aggressive, moderately aggressive, or conservative, then connect your bank account for deposits, then forget about it. Each purchase you make on your debit card plus your recurring monthly or weekly contribution goes into your investment account and starts compounding. On top of all that, you can earn extra investment bucks for yourself when you refer friends to acorns watch out mark cuban here comes the next billionaire no seriously set up your future by downloading what i continue to call the most underrated app that's out there turn your financial life around with the acorns app i did click on the link in the description of this episode and download the acorns app today your future will thank you mm-hmm.